You're listening to Errol Parker and Clancy Overall, editors of The Batuta Advocate on Desert Rock FM. Welcome back to The Batuta Advocate radio show, recording live here in the Budgie Smuggler booth in downtown Batuta in the old city district. And today is a momentous occasion for The Batuta Advocate radio show and for the newsroom downstairs. We have a visitor that we're all excited about having in the building, uh, someone we've been chasing for quite some time. And we're just, uh, we're lucky now... In COVID, everyone's kind of travel patterns. And in fact, everyone's kind of uh, work, life balance is a bit off. And so we were lucky enough to have this bloke coming through town. That is great excitement. You, of course, joined by myself, Clancy Overall, editor of the Tutor Advocate and editor-at-large, Errol Parker. How are you, Errol? Good to be here, mate. Still running outside. Yep, still running. It's a bit wet. And luckily uh, for today's guest, uh, there's a pub down the road that we can all go and pull into afterwards and find a little port in the storm, if you will. Um, a lot of the locals will be very stoked about him being here. Thank you for joining us, Shannon Noel. <laughs> Thanks, boys. It's great to be here. You're back on the road. I mean, obviously, the, this pandemic has been crushing for a lot of uh, live performers. Yeah. But, you know, like like everything, uh, like Jurassic Park, life will find a way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm glad. I'm glad it has, mate. Yeah, it's... it's uh, Things are starting to open up again, you know. Yep. It's obviously very touch and go with the numbers side of things, mm-hmm. you know. It's very hard. You know, like it's hard enough for venues to make uh, money out of it anyway, let alone 25%, you mm-hmm. know, capacity. So, you know, we, just, we can just hope that it moves quickly through the stages, I mm-hmm. suppose, and, and uh, we can finally get some decent numbers in there. I, the big question for me is the social distancing. That sort of seems like, oh, the new norm, so we're all <laughs> fucked if that's the case. <laughs> Sitting down, listening yeah. to Nolsey. We, we could have got 600 here, we can only yeah. get 60. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, hopefully, um, you know, just, just to be out and play a gig again, mate, I did um, Darwin on the weekend, which was fantastic, so it was really good um, to get back on stage again. Now, Shannon, as a uh, as a farm boy from Central New South Wales, how does this drought now that's affecting the music industry compare to the Millennium Drought, mate? I'll tell you, very similar. Yeah. <laughs> that's for sure. I can't uh, can't believe that I can cop it both <laughs> both ends. If you know what I mean, <laughs> straight off the farm out of a drought, and then uh, then this happens. But you know, I mean, obviously, there's no comparison, mate. I mean, that's that, theirs was um, the worst drought in 100 years, and I suppose people in that situation. Uh, have a capability of preparing to to whatever degree they possibly can uh, in some way by storing hay or yeah. or something like that, you know. But um, it, well, this what we're going through was pretty, you know, hard to prepare for, obviously, because it just came out of the blue. But but yeah, I think um, you know, farm folk made it hardened to this sort of thing, and and it happens on a regular basis. I think you you're mad if you going into farming thinking you're never going to be affected by a drought so it's not real you know, estate it's no not, that's right you're but, not um, selling apartments in sydney <laughs> yeah, mate. that's right so you know hopefully um the, the countryside looks great now you know yeah. um especially rain outside and at the moment um that's uh, <laughs> great to see you know i, I love seeing, seeing rain I, I think it sort of always annoyed me a little bit uh, when i'm in sydney people going oh it's bloody rain i'm going Look, i love the rain yeah, you know, yeah. especially yeah. being on a farm it's sort of rain means life and, and rain means a future. So, you know, so you, are your brothers still out there? My one brother is, yeah. One's, the other one's living up in uh, on a little block in Casino, just yeah, out right. of Casino. So, yeah. yeah. The sweet country. Yeah, yeah so well, they're looking this morning, they're allowed back into Queensland, <laughs> bit by bit, I suppose. Yeah. The border <laughs> yeah. towns are growing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah now I remember seeing the Noel brothers 
Gimpy Master Crowbar, 1 a.m. <laughs> yeah, I've that, got friends in low places. That was. Right. Uh, are they still playing music? Yeah, we. Uh, the boys asked. Damien's still writing. He's still. Damien's still playing drums for me a little bit. He yeah. played drums on the weekend. Uh, Ad Ad's still playing, but his um, wife is immune deficient, so yeah. they've had to be pretty careful yeah, right. for the last sort of you know six to eight months with uh, what's going on. So they've sort of been a little bit locked up and, and locked away on the farm, which is which is um, for her safety, of course, and yeah. and uh, which has been been really. Uh, beneficial for them, you know, yeah. sort of kept keeping away from it. But when we get together, we always try and pull out the guitar and that. Oh, and that's what we always did. I remember when we were young, we'd walk down the street in the cross, coming down to watch a cricket or something, yeah. and we'd uh, give a busker 20 bucks, you know, because they normally used to five cents yeah, or whatever, yeah. a dollar or two dollars or whatever. So 20 bucks, they'd jump at it, you know. And, mm. and then we'd start playing a few songs together and a few harmonies and that, and people started gathering around. Then yeah. whatever money we made, we'd give to the the guy, uh, the busker. So we always used to do that sort of thing. That that was a real beauty and, and the reason why we played, just for the simple enjoyment of it. So, you know, back home, the pubs would shut at 12 and we'd be back at my brother's house before I have a house or something, just jamming away. So um, that's always, there's always a bit of music involved when we get together. It's always great to have a little quiet wind down, you know, yeah. back, at, back at home with a guitar, yeah, just, yeah. Just, just really to, before bed, right? Yeah, exactly yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. Yeah, uh, just, half an just, hour or so. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's right. I remember one time, I think we were in uh, Narrabri and... Uh, one particular brother just he just kept pulling songs out. I reckon he played for six hours. <laughs> I'm going like man, he's been doing some practice. Listen to the repertoire on he's going from Kenny Rogers to Buddy John Williamson to yeah, anyone yeah. else. It was really they start good. bouncing around then. It's like, oh we'll go from Kenny Rogers, a bit of Dolly, Rage Against the Machine. Yeah, biscuit, yeah. Back to Slim. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, tell us a little bit there about Condo the town because yep. One thing I find funny about that part of New South Wales is it kind of is where the unofficial kind of uh, Aussie rules line yeah, yeah. begins. Yeah. Right? yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. So, there, so south of there is the Riverina. Talabajil is where we actually grew up. Uh, about 75 k's to uh, to Condo. And it's considered Northern Riverina. Yep. Uh, where Talabajil was was 50 k's from all the Danahers come from. So, you know, there's their AFL royalty. And and um, then you go into Condo and it's the it's the bottom of the central west, so that's where you yeah. get. Uh, then you go into you know Dubbo and and uh, parks and all that sort of yeah. stuff, for you, which is real pretty uh, dyed in the wool league territory. So, you know, we grew up out there playing rules on Saturday league on Sunday. You know, couldn't walk till Wednesday, but <laughs> 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 but uh, it was great times. You know, under eight, our first seniors was the rules on Saturday and under 18s on Sunday, and we just had a blast. It was just everything was about footy, and we did a lot of K's though. You know, yeah. we were playing against Narandra and. Leeton in in the rugby league and then uh, Cobar and that in the in the Aussie rules. Yeah, so we, we did a fair bit of fair bit of Cobar, fair bit of case. That is a nudge. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and there was a bit of talent in the, in the family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My brother played Teal Cup for New South Wales and and the other one uh, first grade here in Sydney for playing cricket. Yeah. We related to the uh, Stephen Mark Wall, so we're sort yeah. of cricket's pretty solid in our family right. and um, yeah, and and golf and everything. I suppose growing up on 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 the land in a small town like that, you know, sports everything. You know, you play whatever you can. To fill in the gaps, you know, yeah. um, in between going to the pub, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, which uh, something to get you out of the pub. But it was always that's it's that social thing that's yeah. built around sport in small towns. You know, like I remember growing up playing night tennis. Yep. You know, and we we're part of a, a night tennis team that as um, you know the, we played different other teams or uh, Tuesday and Thursday nights and stuff like that. But it was just it was just great because you know I suppose before video games and all that sort of stuff, you know, yeah. we we're, were just out um, out playing sports, so it was really good. Yeah, it must have been a pretty quiet place, Condo, back in the mid-90s, wasn't it? Yeah, oh, most definitely, mate. You know, yeah. um, I, when I, I, you go back there, most of the time you see everyone at the pub, you know. It's yeah. just, it's, but, and not, you know, it's not because everyone's 
winos or anything out there. It's just it's just central place. People go there for dinner and go, and that's where you, you sort of you sort of run into everyone. So it's just a good social social sort of place, you know. Another another uh, guest we had on recently, Jeff Thompson. Oh yeah, Australia's fastest bowler. He'll yeah. his family from out there too, condo. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. So, um, yeah, it must be a little bit of a. I guess you'd say a little bit of a feeder feeder club. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Feeder, yeah. feeder town for Australian <laughs> sport. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> and I'm sure you've kind of gone over this journey many times, yeah. uh, speaking to the mainstream media. But we're not the mainstream media, so, <laughs> cool, so cool. We'll, we'll get the fresh, unabridged take from Sharon. Yeah, beautiful. About we're, time. Thank <laughs> <laughs> God for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get into crazy, crazy horse later. But <laughs> you know, this is season one, Australian Idol. Yeah. So. Australian Idol kind of came into everyone's households yeah. um, with you already in it. How did you stumble across this this thing that no one knew anything about at that point? Yeah, it was really strange, actually. Um, I'd, we'd, I'd seen a couple of ads and a few people had said to me, because we had a cover band cruising around oh, Forbes, from, from Forbes of Bathurst to down to Wagga and, and Lake Jellygo and all around that sort of area, a few friends and plus some family members and that had said, oh, have you seen this? This talent show, you know, the singing contest show, and I said, I've seen it, and they said, we, should, we think you should go on it. I said, well, they don't specify where the auditions are. Like, there was no, all the ads were saying, yeah. you know, uh, that it's coming, but there was nowhere that you could, and they definitely weren't, you know, going to turn up in Forbes looking for auditions <laughs> yeah, yeah. sort of thing. So uh, The Forbes, well, the Forbes yeah, Town Hall. <laughs> just turn up at, uh, you know, the, <laughs> the Parks Hotel and you'll be right. Down the town or something. <laughs> yeah. It just was pretty, pretty much luck, really. I, I was... Um, so I was on the radar, I was sort of looking into it, and then I was having to be down in Melbourne for, a, uh, my wife was down there for dress fitting for her sister's wedding, and I went down to uh, to pick her and my two little blokes up. I, uh, my sister-in-law down there said, oh, have you seen the ads, you should go on it, same sort of deal. And I said, I don't know where the auditions are, so she just ran the computer. Duh. I probably should have done that in the first place. Uh, but yeah, and she said, "No it, one's it, telling me. Yeah, where are we going to find out? Yeah, because I wasn't big on computers. Because back in them days on the farm, yeah. you didn't need one. But now, of course, they drive your tractors. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And you'd have to turn the landline off to get on. Yeah, yeah. That, so. <laughs> That's right. They'll <laughs> um, But yeah, so they happen to be in Melbourne the following weekend. So yeah, right. um, I rang my brother, who was the coach of the footy team and we'd fall for it twice and uh, if you fall for three times you, you have to fold and my grandfather played for that club my dad played for that club my brothers and i did as well so i said to my brother i said oh you know them auditions because he'd also said to go on it um i said they're on here in melbourne next weekend but i've got to come out and play footy he said what he said i said because if you fall for it again we'll be kicked out of the comp and he said look i'm the cap i'm the coach he said don't worry about the football just stay there and do that and as it was we only got 13. We needed 15 to field the side. So if I'd have gone home, we'd only had 14, so we'd have yeah. folded anyway. Yeah, right. So it's yeah. not a sliding door yeah. moment. No. Yeah. no, no, not at all. <laughs> the club was folding, yeah. mate. Yeah. Get out of yeah. town while you can. Sure. Exactly right. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and then uh, so I got up at 5 o'clock in the morning, went over and lined up with, you know, 6,000 other people. And and who was it that uh, you reckon had a shine for you out of the out of the panel? Um, I was pretty lucky, actually, because – um, there was a hundred of us put through over two days, and I think there was eight thousand people or something. Yeah, uh, auditioned them two days, and we had to come back on the Tuesday. And I was really late in the afternoon. There's some bloody great singers um, in that room on that on that uh, Tuesday, and and they just kept coming out, you know, with their head in their hands, going like, oh, "Dick as an asshole," <laughs> and I'm going, "Oh, this place gonna eat me alive," you know. <laughs> and then, um, funnily enough, I, I was always a big um, Southern, a huge Southern Suns fan. Uh, hold me in your arms popped into my head and I hadn't thought about that song in years and years like probably four or five years I suppose and 
and it just popped in my head again. And I got up in there and, and they said, oh, yeah, have you got any other songs? Yet? Have you got any Aussie songs? And I said, oh, yeah, I have actually. So I sang Home In Your Arms and, and the producer goes, that's the one. He said, make sure you sing that one in front of um, the judges. Yeah. So that's what I did and, and you know, shitting bricks, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and nervous as buggery. So I closed my eyes while I'm singing and, um, yeah, they, they were all pretty positive. So I, was, I got three, three yeah. uh, thumbs up and straight through. Out of, there was only six of us went through, I think, then out of the um, out of that eight thousand or something. Yeah, yeah, right. So you only had to sing for the producer for like for five seconds, and they were like, "Yep," because they put you through a couple first. Like there was yeah, this so this the- girl who was like, she was probably you know, she looked like she was about sixteen or something. I was singing, she was work for the company somewhere, and she went, "Yeah, no, you you can go to the next stop as the producer, yeah. executive producer." So I was seeing him, and I sang Ben first, Michael Jackson. Yeah. And then uh, he went, oh, you know any Aussie songs? And I, that, then I sang uh, Home In Your Arms. And he went, yep, that's the one, stick with that one. And then so I came back on the Tuesday and then went in there and, and just, yeah, just sang a verse and a, uh, and a chorus. And I've always wondered that because you always see. Yeah, you're straight you, to the judges. Well, you know, yeah. Wow, they're patient. They're going no, through like. there are people oh, who come people. on who are just like, like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, no, I, I saw, yeah. mate, there's a lot of it to, to entertainment value, you know. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. The, the, hospital pub. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, mate, they'll love you. Get yeah. in there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're set. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I always wondered that because there would be people getting their heads torn off by oh. Dicko if he had to sit through 8,000 people. Oh, can off. you imagine? Oh, oh, yeah, no, 100%. So they do whittle them down. So, you know, we – that time there's 100-odd people that had to get through on the one day, so. And then – and obviously, I mean, we all know how that all turned out. And, yeah. And, you know, Opera House and, you, you know, you ticked that box before your career even started yeah. performing there. And, and it became this show that everyone remembers, the first yeah. season particularly. Yeah. What was it like? You got all these people from all different parks, you know, all, all different walks of life, all different parts of the world. And, uh, you know, we've interviewed uh, Guy Sebastian too, and he even said it himself. He's like, we got, you know, we had modern Australia in that room. We had the, the you know, the, the country, the guy had been yeah. raised on country music. And we got this kind of multicultural kid from Adelaide who's a bit of church in him, and we got all kinds of stuff Loves going indoor on. Loves indoor cricket. Loves indoor cricket for some reason. <laughs> he does love indoor cricket. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, he's a real urban kid. Yeah, yeah. Just, plays cricket indoors kind of kid. Yeah, yeah. And, then, uh, and then, of course, you know, Nolsey. And, uh, and that was, you know, it was just a perfect final too. Yeah. But then you've got to, I mean, I imagine there's a lot of you guys get trotted out, even the yeah. final 12, final 10, final eight. And so you've got all, the, what was it like going on basically school camp with these kids? Yeah, well, it was a, a really different sort of experience in the sense that it was, it was all such a competition, but there was no real competition between us. Like, I think Guy and I especially, you know, thought the other one would win for a start, you know what I mean? Um, I sort of earmarked each other for, to go well anyway. But we were sort of just, it was just this mad journey that we're all trying to, to keep our head above water in that was that was so you know out of our comfort zone no but, and even the people doing uh, do, running the show you know it was their first time doing it, it was the first yeah. time the show second time third second time or third time in the world I think uh, yeah. you, uh, the US one was first and maybe the Brit one was second and then we were third or something but I think it was just such a, a whirlwind ride we were sort of you know, just trying to survive in there. So we were there for each other along along the way and we helped each other out and we looked out, uh, uh, kept an eye on each other and that sort of thing too. So there was never a sense of, you know, I'm going to spike his breakfast this morning, so, yeah. you know, anything. So yeah. so something will happen, you know. We're all sort of in there going like just holding on, like on a life, ra- like yeah. on a life raft and there's yeah. one, then one goes and another one goes until there was only two of us left. Because you're, you're playing in front of thousands of people all of a sudden. You'd have to be 
a psychopath to get competitive in that environment. Yeah, you would do. <laughs> exactly yeah. right. You'd have some fairly <laughs> mad driving skills, you know. Like, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I, yeah, yeah. So uh, just the TV thing too was a big scary one because, yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, all of a sudden I was used to just banging out pub gigs, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, people sculling beer and shots mm. and all that sort of stuff yeah. and the band and me sculling beer and shots yeah, yeah. and all of a sudden into this environment where there's just, there's just there's no band behind you. Yeah. You know, you're just out there on this stage and, and it's live. 100 yeah. percent live to air so if you drop the mic and or you trip over or you forget the words or something there's yeah. no like oh sorry can i just do that again <laughs> yeah. it's sort of uh there for everyone to see so you're very very exposed and um and and sort of um, vulnerable i suppose but that's what made it beautiful i think too and it was the very first time like i think we took the journey with the people watching it none of the, the viewers at home knew it was going to happen the next any given minute neither did we really because we were sort of you know a bit like mushrooms kept in the dark and fed on shit you know what i mean so <laughs> yeah so we were sort of um, one minute to the next we didn't know what was happening so i think uh, that's that's what made it honest and 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 uh and pure you know so how long were you locked in that machine for like 12 weeks like who was that's who much. was at home you know having a look at the waters and you know well, we'd actually lost the farm yeah. um, before then. We'd actually sold the farm. And I was actually just doing uh, working at mates' properties who had a bit of yeah. work whenever they did, you know, some spraying, crop spraying for some mates or crutching yeah. for another mate or things like that. So there wasn't a lot happening at home at all, you know. So, you know, it sort of all built up to this one turning point that um, that sort of just came along and, and, and it was the only, only turning point, really. It was the only only way to go so or, or at least one thing to yeah. to have a have a go at you know can you tell us a little bit about those few months after you were yeah. um, one of the most famous people in australian history yeah it's crazy you know? <laughs> like growing up in a small in a small town you know everybody and everyone knows you it's sort of like that except yeah. you just don't know anyone <laughs> it's yeah. like sydney <laughs> everyone and in I'll sydney be, knows I'll you yeah. you know yeah. what i mean going yeah do i know that person no i don't <laughs> <laughs> so it was pretty it was pretty crazy that side of it you know um i just i felt like the security at the old security guard for a long time until i i started getting down to the six or something going like oh there's, and there's that bloke from uh yeah. from out west you know what i mean so <laughs> yeah. so um but it was an amazing uh journey an amazing ride when you share uh an experience like that you know what i mean it sort of creates a bond that stays there for a long time you know have you had any reunions any secret reunions oh no not really we no. i did a thing uh today offender uh, this time last year, something was a bit of an idle, idle yeah. reunion, which was yeah. a bit of fun. You know, I haven't seen a few of the guys for ages, so it was yeah, really yeah. good. And then, obviously, you, you, you stay, you, you pump out the album, you pump out a few songs there. Uh, well, obviously, there was the Motion Pictures cover that you kind of yep. came in with, yep. and then, of course, and then all, all your own, all your own stuff after that. You brought the boys with you. You brought the like your hometown band with you. No, no, I, my brothers came. Yep. Uh, we'd sort of, uh, I just sort of came straight into this. Actually, half the. Most of the uh, idol band was the first band that I had. Right. I couldn't get there wasn't a lot of people to work with me after it yeah. after the show. I, I just think within within the industry they didn't want to. They really loved to hate it because it was oh you know yeah. like singing the share and then you can have a number one you know yeah, all yeah, these people yeah, in the industry yeah. going like you know how hard I've worked yeah 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 so yeah, the but session, they didn't the session artists yeah, yeah. but the, the biggest thing with it was was you know the whole top twelve had been performing and touring for years and years and years so it wasn't just a oh, i was sang in the shower last week and now i'm a recording artist you know yeah. so uh, but within the industry it was a oh this is just total bullshit and all that sort of stuff so it was really hard to get any support so like i couldn't get a production company to work with me so i couldn't we couldn't like in front of house and, and musical equipment and stuff like that. really 
No one wanted bit to borrow of, it. Bit so. of a black flag raised on you. Yeah, a little yeah. bit. But then um, the first, you know, 90 shows sold out, so they were pretty keen to get on, <laughs> yeah. on board after that, of course. You know what I mean? Yeah, this guy might be a star, you <laughs> yeah, know? Yeah, we might make some money out of him. <laughs> so what was your experience like, you know, entering the machine that is the recording industry like uh, were you a bit kind of naive at the start you know you didn't really yeah of course you know the the business itself as a whole whole nother beast you know what i mean but um i mean i've done a bit a little bit of dabbling in recording and stuff like that and writing and things like that but we were mostly your pub rock band you know yeah we had a few originals and that sort of stuff but we weren't we weren't you know trying to get a record deal or anything like that so it was a little bit of a different step to to perform your own music and writing your own music, you know. I think Mark Holden said to me one time, you, writing's like an art form, you can get better at it the more you practice, which I, I definitely agree with. So over the years, I got to become a, a better writer than I was at the start, you know. At the start, they sent me out of the States to write with people like Desmond Child, who's written like 58 number ones. <laughs> and everything I'd say, he'd go, no, you can't say that. And I'd go, well, I'll just go and lay down and then have a sleep and then when it's finished, you just tell me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, you learn so much off these people because uh, everyone has their own way of doing things and, and uh, songwriting in general. Yeah. Um, so you're, you're just like a sponge, I suppose, in the early days, you know. But obviously, too, you know, it's a very cutthroat industry and, and um, you know, and if they're not making money out of you, you're pretty pretty fastly chucked on the heap, you know. So Have you, yeah. you, are you, have you felt like that a few times? Because obviously there's so many different incarnations of Nolsey. Like you're mm. always, you know, uh, one minute, uh, you know, it'll be – the Australian Idol kind of flame has died down, and you and you're still on the circuit, and you're still doing the the you know the musters and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you're doing a Origin halftime yeah, or yeah, something yeah. like that. And then, yeah. so you, you've you've kind of got you ups and downs. Have you felt that yeah. throughout the career? Oh, it most definitely, you know. Yeah. And, and sometimes it's just sort of uh, no matter how sort of desperate sometimes it's gotten, there's always something that pops up that keeps it going. You know, yeah. sort of I'm sitting there going like you know oh, that's it and done and dusted, and then all of a sudden there's an opportunity will pop yeah. up somewhere and. They'll throw your lifeline type thing, yeah, but that's yeah. you know. I mean, it's it's the same with actors, I suppose. You yeah. know, they can they mightn't do anything for ten years, and all of a sudden they just jag a roll and yeah, yeah. they win an Oscar for it or something. Travolta, you know I mean? Travolta, one hundred and one. I don't think you're that well, bad, yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah. Well, Travolta, no. where the hell did he go? Pop Fiction is back. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. You know, like. another thing that leads me to the next question: you definitely had a social media yeah, renaissance. Yeah, one time. Yeah, there was something happened in 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 Australia where. Obviously, your comments were loaded up with blokes asking to borrow your lawnmower. Yeah, yeah. And was, that's like the quintessential Aussie bloke is Shannon Noll, and that's <laughs> what, that's how they're going to treat you. Yeah. yeah, I was really funny that because that that sort of came about over a series of posts, and it, and it created this um, just machine, you know. So the first one, there used to be a writing thing here in Sydney in the Nova, in Nova, late in the year. It was, it was fifty songs in five days. So a heap of writers come together, a heap of producers come together, and. So you send you off in groups of four and you just write and you just write for the whole week with different people. Anyway, on the Wednesday night, there's American producers always there and he would cook, cook fish tacos. And I'd never made it to the Wednesday night. So I said, hey, because I don't mind cooking at home. And I cooked this uh, fish tacos at home. I'm not pretty proud of them. So I went, like, chucked a photo up there, <laughs> not even thinking about it, you know, and all of a sudden, yeah, but that's not the first fish taco. <laughs> so I went, oh, crikey, I should have seen that coming. Anyway, then about two weeks later, I was in the cross, just in a st- recording studio, and um, I found this $5 note in the ground and had stains and rips, and I'm going, I was just intrigued, going, like, well, if that $5 <laughs> note could talk. So I did a post about that, and then people started going, oh, mate, that's my $5, I'll, I'll grab that off you when I, whenever I can. And that, them two things morphed into this this whole... Uh, way of answering 
every post I did, you know. And I started off with a sexual connotation. Oh, I bet that's not the first time. Like I, I was visiting my horse one day and I said, oh, you know, I love this beautiful little horse. You know, she's a ripper. Just a shame I didn't have time to ride her. I was baiting her with that sex. Like, oh, I bet that's not the first filly you've ridden. <laughs> and then, I, then it just turned in I borrowed everything from Whippersnippers that Harry put a box set. To, <laughs> you know, Friends trilogy. And, oh. My favourite. My favourite one I saw was you were you sat on the um there was a podium somewhere at, at yeah. Alex, and you sat down on the second place. You went, Oh, second place, not again. Yeah, and yeah, someone right, right. goes, uh one of the comments was, I bet you secretly sat on the first place for a little yeah. bit there. <laughs> <laughs> Just yanking your chain, Shannon, have a yeah, good one. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, no, there was very funny there for a while. Absolutely. Mate, can you tell us why you passed up the offer to play the King of the Mountain, Peter Brock? I didn't. Wait, that no, was, that's, I didn't pass it up. No, no, no. That's fake no. news. Yeah, Is that's it? fake news. Yeah, I'll tell you what actually happened. The movie was called King of the Mountain. Yeah. Rocky, Brocky was involved. I was supposed to play the lead role, which was about uh, a bit of a loose mechanic. He's a loose rat, bit of a rat bag. So he'd go on street race in Sydney on the weekends. And um, he's a bit of a, a, yeah. a lout, you know. So anyway. I'd watch it. Yeah, well, <laughs> so Bathurst Council were going to enter a team into the Bathurst 24-hour. Yeah. And they had four drivers and I got a Guernsey. So I was one of the oh, drivers. Right. So the, as the story went, we were against Brocky and his team and he Brocky played himself in the Holden team. Uh, Merrick Watts was supposed to play a uh, European touring car driver. It was, I just, it was so much like Talladega Nights. It's not funny. <laughs> yeah, like uh, the European um, Porsche driver or whatever. Yeah, it was and like, he's doing an accent. Oh, yeah, 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 sure. Ricky Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, as the story went... Because 24 hours, we had this little mini, and we totally gutted it and put this massive big fuel tank in it. Anyway, Brocky wins, long story short, Brocky wins easily, um, but because we haven't stopped for fuel, we're like three laps in front, and this little thing's driven into the ground. She's about out enough, and it conks out about 100 metres from the finish line. And the, and the European tier car driver, he's flown past me, he's got one lap to go, and I get out and start pushing. And finally, as he's flying down the straight, I just push it out of the line to come second yeah, and, right. be- and beat him. So that that was the story. But then uh, I think what happened was they tried to use – they wanted to use 24-hour original footage from the actual races and they were going to charge them like four times more than they had in their budget for the whole movie. Yeah, yeah right, right, right. <laughs> and then poor, uh, so it, yeah. horribly we lost Brocky. So, yeah, um, right, Yeah, okay. so he, he was supposed to play himself and I was just this bloke who's in awe of Rocky and, but, you know, and, but could drive but yeah. – but not as focused as I maybe should have been. So, so, so yeah. it was in development. Yeah, 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 yeah right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And we we're all going to stay at the at the big motel that's yeah, now yeah. at the city gate. Yeah, the city gate. Yeah, now yeah. it's Bathurst. So I was I was absolutely spewing. Because that would have been a bit of fun. I just thought I really could I really related to the character because he was a, a bloke that nobody thought would get mm-hmm. would make it, but he had a heap of talent, and we. Yeah. He, he not that I'm saying that about myself, but he was sort of going like he was an unknown quantity, but he was just not as focused as he. Probably should have been, but he was throwing a lifeline and, and uh, he made the most of it. So, Have you done much acting? A little bit, yeah, yeah, yeah here and there. I actually did a uh, short film when I was about 15 with a, one of my best mate's brother was producing it. So. Yeah, right. I left it to get out one day. It was pretty, <laughs> it was pretty classical, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll put the, put the word out now. Screen Australia. Yes, we there have, you go. So we have, uh, <laughs> we have the next Hemsworth in waiting sitting here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to grow a bit. Them boys are tall. <laughs> Good fellas, mate. Yeah. Mate, this is a uh, a question that was put to us by a lot of our readers. They want to know about the birth of the soul patch. Yeah. 
Well, it originated because uh, I couldn't grow a decent enough goatee like my brothers had. Yeah. And then, you wanted uh, the chin strap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, then uh, my brothers, uh, sorry, my mother, my missus didn't like it. So I went, well, fucking don't tell me what to do. I'll yeah. keep it. <laughs> so then, uh, then I obviously kept it. And, yeah, and it was hard to control. I had a life of its own. <laughs> that yeah. thing. You wake up in the morning, all the vodka's gone. You go, like, what's happened? Oh, I know what's happened. And there's a little soul patch on the lounge. Just going. <laughs> <laughs> the flavor show. It was like that, you know, this yeah. is going to hurt Shannon tomorrow, but. Uh, yeah. <laughs> How long did you have it for? Oh, years. Long time, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Probably, it was really funny because after the show, there was like this un. I don't know, unspoken bond between me and every other dude that had one. We just walked in the street yeah. and they go, hey. The nod, yeah. yeah the nod. <laughs> <laughs> that was really cool. Now, um, I said this is um, this isn't mainstream media, so we're not gonna we're not gonna sensationalise things. Yeah. But um, you've uh, had a few incidents over the years where you're just being a run of the mill bloke. Yeah. My question to you is, we don't want to talk about any of that. Mm. They've missed out on a lot too, right? You've been touring with bands for so long. I always wonder that. I reckon blokes touring pubs get into more trouble than Shannon. Oh does. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, mate. It's, it's you know it's rock and roll, but you know there's yeah. some crazy shit happens, man. Far out. Like I've seen, I've seen a lot of stuff over the years, you know. <laughs> Mm. Uh, Blake's jumping off stage just starting to punch on it with yeah. the people in the crowd. And all Daily Telegraph would love this, wouldn't uh, they? Yeah, for sure. Not that I've did that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, well, like there's there's a whole current crop of musicians that are coming up, you know, who haven't had the privilege of well, yeah, well, most performing of, yeah. where there's no camera phones. No, <laughs> yeah. well, exactly right, mate. But that's brought down star, football stars and, and, you know, there's a lot of... Politicians. They should have come out with a disclaimer on that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, you know, I grew up, I grew up uh, on stories of, you know, Jimmy Barnes and, yeah, and yeah. R- real rock and rollers, man, you know what I mean? So, you know, I mean, that sort of thing to me... Like, not that I was, ever went out looking for trouble. It was just mis- misreported on most of it. You know, like, I've, there's some... Goose from Adelaide gets up there. Goes, oh, he's trying to get in. We'd been in there for four hours, mate. You know, they yeah. ripped me off money. That's all. And I, I tried to get it. I'm leaving, asking for the money back. That's yeah. all. And yeah. they went, yeah, talking out at the front. I'm going, just give us the money back. Yeah. And, then, and no one cared when they reported it. They're like, if anything, everyone's like, ah, good on you, Nolsey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're and I'm then. going like, well, man, how many? You know, because because yeah. bands like half the bands on the bill that afternoon said they were going to that place. Yeah. Because it's just a, a go-to place where they you don't get annoyed because everybody else in there doesn't want any <laughs> selfies while they're in there either. You know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah, yeah. you don't have someone coming up going, oh, yeah, yeah. you go, honey, Mrs. Going, yeah, oh, yeah. I got a selfie with the choir yeah. boys last night. What's yeah. that in the background? Oh. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, uh, I mean, yeah. where were you with them? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. What What is the wildest town you reckon? You've, I mean, I, and you've, I've seen you in a few towns. I've yeah. seen you in Broken Hill, I've seen you in Bathurst, I've seen you in Toowoomba, Gympie, yeah. Gympie, yep. Gympie. Yeah, that was you had the main stage there. Actually. Yeah, yeah, Gympie's great. Yeah, um, I reckon. Uh, what's the big one just out of out of Perth? Kalgoorlie. Kalgoorlie, yeah. Oh, yeah. Kalgoorlie, yeah. Because yeah. they go, of... like, are you going down the pub to have a look at the skimpies? And I'm going, like, what, they got seafood down there? <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought, skimpies they have. I don't really know. <laughs> I'm no, going, no. like, well, we're... No. Big fancy we're like, prawns, yeah. <laughs> Women yeah. in the middle of the desert. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going, we're a long way from the beach. Right? <laughs> you sure they're okay? No, Shannon. <laughs> Shannon, we mean the FIFO strippers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I worked brought, at it. Brought them out here from King's Cross, yeah. mate. <laughs> <laughs> I worked at it when I got when I got out there. A bloke came up to me and goes, like, oh, what's it feel like to be drinking in Australia's roughest pub? Up. And I went, it feels like home to me. <laughs> yeah, they got a bit of money to blow around there too. Oh, imagine, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's good, good times up there. Pop. But I had a great time up there, you know. Like, you know, I, I sort of, sort of 
there's just yeah, hard working people everywhere, yeah. you know, and, and nothing different than than the people who I grew up with. So you know, it's you that people work hard, let off some steam, you know. I don't think um, you know anyone doing out of line. You know, intentionally way out of line, they think yeah. like that. You know, they get pulled up pretty quick out in places like that. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. so you know, whereas down here, it's a little bit, I don't know, it's, I don't know, it doesn't happen as much, not not accepted enough or what. But the difference yeah. is, you know, people, um, yeah, people do reck- don't get away with it. Do you like, reckon in cities like Brisbane and um, and Sydney, you kind of get you get pestered more? Yeah, oh, I mean, it's funny, they, they all sort of differ a little bit. Melbourne, I get a lot more people come up to me and and ask for photos and that sort of stuff. Whereas I think Sydney's a little bit, um, especially in the in the, you know in the city and that they're sort of a little bit busy doing what they're doing anyway, you know. Which is fine with me. I'm not walking around going like, hey, you know, <laughs> I've got a car that says you just walked past. You know what I mean? Yeah. Known from. <laughs> just to jog you guys remember season one? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. So you know, I mean, it is what it is, mate. It's just, you know. I, I do find that I don't I don't leave the house like I'm going on stage, but yeah. I think there's a lot of people who do. You know, they're going down to buy the milk and they've got their all their jewellery on and they're rocking on their that? leather pants. Nick and Cave does that. He, <laughs> he, he <laughs> won't leave the house without the trench coat and yeah. the gold chain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm sort of cruising around. When we were living in Shire, you know, down Miranda there with thongs and yeah, yeah. a singlet on, that sort of stuff. And, yeah, hiding yeah. in plain sight. <laughs> yeah, sorry, <you> know. <laughs> What's the uh, what's the what's the go with this this new album you've done? Like you've, you're working actually with a band called Southbound, yeah, yeah. and they're a lot of uh, they're from all over the world. A lot of the a lot yeah. of the a lot of the you know the artists that you're working with. Yeah, the girls are amazing actually. They're um, a sort of I'd, I'd class them as a super group yep. sort of thing. They're all they're all well on their way uh, with their own careers uh, on the journey of their own careers, and and they've uh, all come together to put some great music out, you know, and they're all they're all very, very um, accomplished musicians and, and vocalists as well. So it was a great opportunity to write with the girls, you know. Um, I sort of, I, I was thinking like the creepy old man for a start yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. But we, we wrote a, a pretty, a, a nice little song, I reckon, you yeah. know. Um, they, they've had a couple out about about drinking songs already and I went, damn it, yeah, yeah, <laughs> we can't yeah. do that one. <laughs> I know I've got a fair bit of uh, experience with that subject. I probably had a bit to write about. But, <laughs> but um, no, but we ended up writing a, a, love, a nice little song and, and, and you know, the, the girls, like I said, were great, really great to work with and, and I think they'll, um, you know, I think, you know, they, they've really got what it takes uh, from the look side of things to the performance and to the actual capability and the talent, you know, so... I hope they go really, really well, you know, and, and just hoping to, that they can, you know, throw a bit of promo my way for my career. No, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no, nah, nah, yeah, I think, yeah, it's it's a it's a two-lane street. We're just trying to support each other and, yeah. and see how it goes. You've just come back from Darwin. Yeah. Um, is there anything else on the horizon for you? Yeah, mate, we've got a few shows, like, lined up, you know. It's it's, yep. it's slowly but surely here, you know. Like, we're, we're doing – we've got a few acoustic uh, shows lined up. Um, and bits and pieces like that, you know. I was just so great being in Darwin. Felt like, yeah, like the old days. Yeah. <laughs> if that's what you are, I hate yeah, calling yeah. it that too. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. but that's the way they're making us feel. Like, oh, this Six is the, ago. The, the, <laughs> the new, the yeah. new. I uh, think that's how most people feel. Yeah, we just want to get back when to they hop off the aeroplane in Darwin. You know, yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, it was just fantastic. You know, I went down the pub and you saw the rah rah because there's so many people yeah, and yeah. you had to talk over everyone. I'm going, are they going like, to stand, stand up in the pub? Yeah, like no, it's like no social distancing, anything, mate. It's just like hey, it was great. I'm going like, you know what, I might just, I might put my flight back and stay <laughs> yeah, up here yeah, for a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah, wild. Now, can you tell us, uh, uh, if you don't mind us, ask a very personal question, yeah. but you've uh, you've sung a song 
uh, related to this. What are you driving nowadays? I've got a hundred series land cruiser, mate. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. I just sort of um, speed damage. Yeah, yeah. It's the old V8 one. She's a bit thirsty, but <laughs> it's just a lot of fun to to bash around in. You know mm. what I mean? It's not too precious or anything like that, and and um, do a bit of four wheel driving and stuff like that. And you can't break them. Mm. You know, I think they're the best. Um, they're the best model out of a lot of them. So it's just a lot of fun to be driving around. And I, I mate, I took it to the muffler shop, and he said, "I'll make this sound better than SS." And I went, oh, "Yes." <laughs> well, and it sounds grumbly too. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. So it's just a bit yeah. of a bit of a fun fun thing because you know I, over the years you sort of um you get sponsor cars and stuff like that yeah. and then they're never yours so you can't because yeah. i'm i love my cars and because yeah. it's such an integral part to to country people like if you haven't got a yeah a, a, a car that performs well you know you, you're stuck once on the side of the road you know with a with yeah. something wrong and you will never try and do it again you know what i mean because yeah. out here i mean at 45 degrees on the side of the road you don't want to yeah. be there too long with a yeah. with a uh, car that you've cooked or something yeah, you know yeah. I mean? yeah. there's yeah. uh a lot of SS suits out the front of Humpies yeah. all around this country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it, a lot of people, you know, take a lot of pride in their cars. So. It becomes parts pretty quick. Yeah, 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 that's right. If they can't get one part to fix it. That's yeah. exactly, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, thanks for joining us today, Nolsey. It's, uh, it's been a great yarn. All the best with this new release. Thanks, guys. I appreciate you just having me. I'm a big fan of, uh, of what you do here too, so, yeah, appreciate it. Thanks, oh, Thanks, mate. No um, everyone, it sounds like we should get to Darwin soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Road trip. <laughs> <laughs>